All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Travis Hoyg. Brian Shesko. Guys, thank you for holding it down for me, as the kids would say, last <laughs> week. As um, technically two weeks ago, but the international break has pushed us off. So now we are in a match week going into this weekend. Super excited. Guys, I apologize for not being here last time. Thank you. Again, I already said this. I had a family emergency. We had a family pet die. Passed. Tragic. It happened on Monday, which is normally the day that we record. We had a lot of things going on. My girls had basketball practice. I'm the, the coach of the team. And so we got home afterwards. My wife was also coming back from out of town that evening. And so I was cooking dinner and all the sorts. And at some point, I needed to tell them what happened in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was horribly tragic. It was, it was grief beyond grief that, that a 13 and 11-year-old, unless they lose a human in their life, which thankfully they haven't happened yet. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, they're fairly lucky. A lot of people, unfortunately, have to go through that. But this cat was, was, was super important to them. Anyways, it passed. Get the, the car won, unfortunately. And I'm not trying to be, you know, throw shade on that, unfortunately. It is what it is. It was an hour's worth of sobbing. The only thing that stopped it was Brian's wife and daughters, who are their, their besties, came over, along with some other friends as well. And that helped uh, quell, quell? Squench, quell, quiet, the sobs. Sure. It was an hour solid of weeping. So, anyways, it was yeah. it was not good. I probably, if my wife would have been in town, maybe I could have snuck out. Anyways, I missed all the amazing talk. I missed yeah. Arsenal, Newcastle. I missed Chelsea. Lots and lots of Tottenham. Chelsea was it? Chelsea Spurs? I can't remember. It was, no. It, it was it was Liverpool Luton. Oh yeah, it was it yeah. was and Chelsea, Chelsea Spurs, Spurs it was Newcastle, and it was Newcastle Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, like, we yeah. could have done a whole pod on just that. I missed it all. Brian had questions well, for me. I mean, me. we did. Yeah, I missed it all. Yeah. I said that I missed it all. You guys went through it, and I hate that I missed it. I was watching and listening back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I had so many things to say. <laughs> Absolutely killing me. It probably didn't help that Brian kept saying, I wanted to ask Dave this. Yes, yeah. he kept saying that, and I'm screaming in the vehicle as I'm yeah, watching it as I'm it, driving. My way of saying, I didn't want to ask Travis only this. <laughs> for sure. R.I.P. Wales, uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. This podcast not brought the country, to you. Not the country. Yeah, the, the cat. Is named the, Wales. The Humane Society named had named the cat Wales when we got it. I wanted to change it. No cat actually comes. Every cat comes to Kitty. Here, Kitty. Every cat comes to that. So you but, were gonna wait. You were gonna change the cat's name to Kitty. Uh, I actually did throw that out. <laughs> You're so the girls. Ins- girls did not have it. So creative. I actually wanted to call it Ode to Mario Kart. I wanted to call it Mr. Scooty. Oh, okay. That was before we found out. Yeah. Humane. Fun story. Humane Society told us it was a male cat, and we got it home, and after a while, when they're yeah. kittens, harder to tell. They get a little bit older, and you start realizing, wait a minute, not a male, definitely female. Mr. Scooty would have been bad. But, you know, nowadays, nowadays, look, in the gender fluidity of things, you know, it probably would have been fine. So, you know, sure. it is it is what it is. R.I.P. Wales. I do miss Wales. The other fun it's fact at the cat. moment, I don't even know if I should share this. It probably means you should. So we wanted to bury the cat in the backyard. Well, the girls are concerned that we might move in the next year and a half. I, I don't know if they have some info that I don't know, but maybe. 
So I guess we've mentioned that. So they didn't want to bury it in the backyard. Well, I have in-laws that live on a farm about 30, 30, 40 minutes from Lynchburg. They're like, can we bury it at the farm? And so I said, I don't know. We'll find out. So at the moment, still, because our lives have been so busy, we haven't had time to actually go give the cat a proper burial. Freezer. In a box, in a bag, in our freezer at this moment. Whatever it takes. So we uh, totally. That, that makes all of this story really bad. <laughs> I was okay with yeah, all of it. I get it. Until the freezing. For sure. Unfortunately, it is it's what like it is. like a mafia all boss. Right, all here. that said. there. All you need. You, you couldn't have just thrown is there a woods nearby your house so you can just toss the cat Ryan, into the into the leaves and then have is, a, and have an empty box the ceremonial a, burial it is burial a, is a proper burial that we're going to give right, this cat right. okay yeah. this cat was loved by all in that house and many others so mm. all that being said we are here to discuss fpl not my cat life and uh we we need to dive into it brian there's probably a few things we could talk about okay yeah, well, there's a lot of things we can talk about. I mean, we can definitely talk about a few of the things. We should talk about a few of the things that happened in okay. game week 12. Um, but, yeah, let's let's at least talk about that. There's been okay. some developing things over the international break. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Alex Moreno. Let's get into this. <laughs> I knew it. Travis, <laughs> it that was long. for you. No. Didn't take right. long. Number one. Number one first. Number one, we are starting with Arsenal Burnley. You don't want to talk about Alex Moreno. Who? We are starting right, we'll, with we'll Arsenal, we'll Burnley, Arsenal 3, Burnley 1, and uh, Arsenal continued. It took them a little while to get rolling, but Leandro Trossard, who led the line, not in Kedia for Arsenal that in this match, uh, followed it up with uh, those who have stuck with Saliba. As I said before the season started, William Saliba is your go-to guy in the defense. Got a goal from him, and then Zinchenko with quite the volley yeah, great, late great late shot. in the match yeah. uh, gets on the score sheet as well. So 3-1, they did leak one thanks to Josh Brownhill. Uh, defenders not named Gabriel uh, oh, man. at least were had the chance of being good for you. Defenders named Gabriel were not good. Uh, and continue to not be good through the international I, break. I'm no expert, but I still have no idea and why the, the Gabriel appeal and I I feel like that's the first name out of almost every FPL account and pundits mouth it is has been well, Gabriel this and that so since, his has since been preseason his ownership is 15 percent Saliba that's 30 30 percent Saliba Ben white 14.6 Zinchenko 6.9 so you know, and I'm sure that almost no one. Sense. Yeah, Tomiyasu is point four. So that's. I, I just. I mean, I get now he's Gabriel's four point eight. So compared to the other guys, he's cheaper. But just points for the season. I mean, Salib- Gabriel is Saliba's fifty five, White fifty three, Zinchenko forty four, Gabriel twenty nine, Tomiyasu twenty. Tomiyasu has nine fewer points than Gabriel does for the season. I would just like this to be the last time. Barring a miracle goal less. for Gabriel, yep. that we talk about him again. Yeah, no, for the I rest agree. of the season. I agree, Brian. What other questions? So obviously we don't have time to dive into, and it's not worth it because it is completely done and dusted. Dave, the Newcastle is... Arsenal match. But all that being said, everyone's seen. Hey, by the way, uh, yeah, you wore it again. I whatever. Screw that. Here. Screw that. 
I, you know, I want to I whatever, want to be dude. thought of as the kind of person who says he thinks of others. No. And you I want to just be clear. That is a D-bag move. I thought of you. Move. I thought of you th- two weeks ago. <laughs> tonight, whenever I, I was, I'm, cl- I'm right. ready to change. And I was like, what would Dave, what would really make Dave's night? And I thought, sure. Newcastle United, let's go sure. back to it. Let's, let's go back. Let's bring that up as Gabriel, speak of the devil, is getting completely two-handed shoved in the back from, I believe it was Joe Linton. So, anyways, whatever at mm-hmm. this point. It's done and dusted. All right. Now. Inconclusive. Ryan, you had questions for me. Did those Dave. questions change? No. Okay. Let's dive on so, them quickly. So, question one. Dave, why is uh, Leandro Trossard a top 12 transfer in for midfielders so far over this uh, international break? A goal, assist, three bonus points, 13 points in his 81 minutes this week against, or this past week against Burnley. Uh, we know he's capable of being really good. But Jesus is training. Jesus uh, has been playing and for fit. Brazil. Right. right. So Jesus is not. There's no way that you can count on there's Trossard no, there's starting. There's no way again. you can count on Trossard starting. Will he play? Absolutely. Is Probably. he a threat when he plays? Absolutely. Okay. So if you're looking at Arsenal's schedule, fixture list, let's, in, we, again, we are talking football, world football, not American. It is a fixture list, not a schedule. They're at Brentford. Not that easy. By the way, Raya cannot play this week. He can't play against their parent, his uh, parent club as he is on loan. Then they're home Wolves at Luton. Okay, so that's their next three matches. Now, at Brenton isn't exactly a walk in the park. At Brent, did I say Brenton? Yeah. He got caught in between What's two. What's Brenton? Brenton is Brentford and Luton. Brenton Brentford and Luton. Brenton Brentford and Luton. God bless. Yeah. All that being said, I don't think Brentford is that tough, or uh, is not. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm giving them more less credit. They should deserve more credit. They are a tougher opponent, and and they're a great matchup. I just don't. I don't think Arsenal is just going to walk in, go into Brentford and just roll over them. So I, I would expect Brentford to get a goal, but I don't think this is an easy game. And right. at this point, assuming, look, there's a lot of chatter, and we can talk about it now. Liverpool City, both have guys. Uh, you know, there's been plenty of complaints. How in the world would they schedule? Not only, and I agree with anyone who's saying this, that it's going to be it's the top match of the weekend, and it's it's in the early it's in the early game, Travis, which is crazy. Both have South American players from Argentina and Brazil, and but anyway, they're, but they're coming back pretty much like on the same plane, which is anyways, it's it's all kind of wild. Both teams hate it. At this point, Travis, it is what it is, as they say. Arsenal's going to have some players coming back yeah. from that same thing as well. Because Martinelli uh, was scoring, Brian, how you'll happy to hear, scoring for Brazil. Always and love when, get, when Martinelli does something good. Of course. And so I just I just think, you know, they don't play in the uh, – let's quickly f- get the fixtures here. So they're the late match on Saturday. They'll have a – a little bit more rest, and we're talking five hours worth, not that much more, but it's better than the early game, right? I mean, that's a good, quick little power nap. That's a good power nap. I just think people are seeing 6.5 for Trossard and its recency bias with a high score. You cannot count on it. I will tell you, if your question for me is, Dave, can you count on that? I would say absolutely no, no. and I I would not bring him in because you just can't count on it. Again, he subs in well, but you can't count on him. All right, next question. Dave, is Nketiah still a forward pick 
No, not with Jesus starting for Brazil. If you have him, would you be looking to move him on, or are you just going to hold and hope for the best? Sell, sell, sell. Okay. Now, I it's fair to say mm. he did come in in a few sub-situations and do okay. I would sell, sell, sell. If he's not starting, sell, sell, sell. He was... He had he did have a little knock, and that's why Trosser started the last match. He wasn't even in the team, and Keddy was in the last match. And Keddy so. is still your sixth most transferred in for forwards as we sit here right this second. I, I don't make I don't sense. buy that at all. That those are people not paying attention. Okay, I think again, it's a fi- I think they see five point seven and Arsenal, and they think, well, might as well grab him now. I just I just feel like it, there was no. There's yeah, no sell, optimism. Sell, sell. There's no optimism of him retaining a, a starting spot, much less like. Uh, Look, it uh, is very it, possible Jesus doesn't start this match because Arteta either doesn't want to push him because he just came off playing two games or whatever, one game from Brazil and travel. He starts in Kedia this week, so people that bring him in might get lucky and having Kedia start this match week. But for the long term, man, I I don't expect him starting more than one match in a row. Right. That's my that's my take. All Dave, right, next, next question: Is Saka worth it for uh, eight, for eight point six? Yes. Okay. Yes, and he should be cheaper because he should have been in your team a lot sooner than this, I would think. But yes, Saka is absolutely worth it. He is the highest. That's not true. He is the it's like third or fourth. I think. God bless. I love it when I can't get to where I want to go. Where I, when I want to go. Saka is the fifth highest scoring midfielder uh, at 8.6. Look, the two people that are have scored uh, more than him that are ahead of him are Bowen and Mbwemo. I don't fault you either one for owning either. I do own Bowen. So, yeah, I, I believe he is worth it. I guess with... And I, no, number one, he's on he's on pens. And he, he, he hasn't been playing great. I don't know if he's been slightly knocked. That's but, what we asked. That's what we asked yeah. when you weren't here, right? Is, but he is still—he's he got to be carrying something. He's still finding a way to be relevant, and I think I, I just think in the long term, it's been a while since we've had someone where you kind of set it and forget it. I feel like he falls into that category. Yeah, even at eight six. So yeah. I'm in I'm in the unique situation where I <laughs> sold I had him all season and then sold him for Son when. Tottenham hit well, their stride before their game. No, but I mean, but that's so. That's what selling soccer for Sun. That's great. That's no problem there. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the tricky Except part. Is that Tottenham's in trouble? Is if you well, got, I just think if you've gotten rid of him, which it's not a lot of people who have. He's fifty percent selected mm-hmm. while we sit here, and he's a top. He's a top midfield transfer in right now, and yeah, he keeps ticking along. Last match, five points, getting you one assist, which he's done that now a couple times, you know, th- like basically three times in the last four weeks or whatever. At least against uh, Burnley, he took three shots, and he did create more. It's just that prior to that, he had done nothing. He, he hasn't looked as explosive. I think he is thing. carrying some, Travis. If you alluded to it, I agree. I mean, he's already, we already know he's been dealing yeah. with something anyway, and and – you know, every we've said it forever. Every or it feels like for the last I don't know two months, where it's like, what is Arteta thinking? He's obviously knocked, and it's iffy whether he's going to be available for the weekend. And then you find out he is available, but there's come on, you got to give the guy a break. And then it's like, here's ninety more minutes. Yeah, get out there, buddy. And then he gets stomped again. It just feels like this is a 
He just had a two week break of no stomps. So okay, I yeah, and I I think it, I think for me like I'm nowhere near him, and the only way I could get to him is getting rid of Son, getting rid of. You know, even I think I have I don't right. know how I don't know how much money I have, but even if I got rid of like it would have to be like I get rid of Trippier, you know, and make a lot of money at one time yeah. and then go okay. from you know it's a you know a, a cheaper midfielder up to Saka, and that's a it's a pretty big gap for me right now. I guess what I'm saying is it just has felt like like this week. This was a kind of a prime week. This is a week where you're saying like, well, Burnley's been one of the worst. Not only does Arsenal concede, like, and then all the production comes from everybody. It comes from Trossard, it comes right. from Trossard, Saliba, and Zinchenko, and one right. of those happens to be an assist from Saka. So, like, yeah, great. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna provide. Yes, he's he's almost always on pens. We should you should clarify. Almost that. always, you're right. Because Odegaard, he certainly is not every always other on pen. <laughs> get get caught. Just, You're right. just hey. well said. All right, next question: Which of the defenders that I just said a second ago are you? If you didn't have them, have you created a new hierarchy? Is it still Saliba, Ben White, and then someone else, or have you adjusted your expectations here now that you've seen? You know, based is it more based on price or is it more based on performance here? It would be based on performance and price, but I would only own Saliba and Ben White. Okay. Ben White didn't play last match. I think it was more of a rest, but I think he's the first player. Yeah, on that, the I team mean, that sheet. was a big, that was to me, I feel like that was a, a shocker because Ben White was a top, he, he's, I'm sure he was a top three transfer in he, for defenders going into Burnley. That it was a little bit of a shocker because he's sort of been an Iron Man. So, but I, I think that he'll be back in. Next match, and that will continue. He's got a yellow triangle right now, but I wouldn't pay that much attention. Word was his stomach bug. I, I alluded on Twitter, too. He is probably Bad the most curry. fit guy yeah. on the team, and I think he's the first guy on the team sheet. Dave, back-to-back starts and 90 minutes for Tomiyasu. I think the, the thought had been, well, it's either Tomiyasu or Zinchenko, and then Arteta blows everyone's mind against Burnley and starts them both. Yep. Does that... Continue is Tomiyasu. Has he established himself enough that this is something that's viable going forward? I know that's something the last time you were here, that was something that some Arsenal fans had kind of wanted. Correct. Was that Tomiyasu is defensively is better? It would allow Zinchenko to push up to play more of a, def, I guess, a defensive or some sort of creative midfield role. Does that? Does that? stay or is this still going to be a rotation and it's enough that you just say forget it don't even bother with either of them just stay with the guys that are going to play that are out there i am leaning on the fact or on the on the area of don't go near either one okay if tomiyasu starts the next two match weeks then all of a sudden now that changes and now he becomes the way into arsenal's defense all right but i don't unlikely i if he starts this next match week i think that'll be a statement Okay. So if he starts his next match week, I think going into the Wolves, the home Wolves at Luton, I think it could be he could be worth worth a worth a look. But it still makes me nervous enough to say that I would stay away from them. I guess the other thing with the last point for Arsenal, just that everyone is kind of looking at these fixtures and it's like, well, let's get into the Arsenal defense. So at Brentford, I don't I mean that's not good. 
No. I, I would say that there's, you know, you hope that you get a, an attacking return from someone in the defense, but feels like. Yeah, but they do. Not, they do typically play pretty. They have a better chance, of, I think, at keeping a clean sheet statistically away from home than they do at home. Okay, which doesn't mm. make sense, but that's been pretty characteristic within the last calendar year. Home Wolves. That's a scrappy Wolves team that have managed to a score. Neto less Wolves team still correct. Well, by then oh, m- maybe. maybe the the expectation was at le- was three weeks okay. from the date of the so injury, Neto, which was like Neto he keeps might saying he's be healthy back. and. And going to be back way sooner too. Right. So there's okay. no the timeline right. on him. The timeline on him is is TBD. TBD. Uh, for what it's worth, Ben Dennery and PremierInjuries.com has has Neto as a potential return in toward the later part okay. of this month, which is next week, which is eleven twenty seven. And I'm saying that as like as if it's like some. For, like I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's way down the line. And I'm like, wait a second. It is it's November 20th. He has a potential return of November 27th. Okay. So we, a week from today. So you, if you see Pedro on the bench, or Neto, Pedro. Pedro. If you see Neto on the bench this weekend. Yeah. Then. Okay. Then you can stop saying Neto less. No, okay. And, uh, and next question. Anything else? No, it's just I'm. What I'm saying is like you're. You what go are through you that, I'm saying you go okay. through that list, and it's like <laughs> at Brentford bad. At Brentford bad. Home Wolves. I mean, it's at a, Brentford. Again, fine. I'm saying it's a. It's, it's not a, bad, but it's fine. I. I mean, Brentford's attack is. I mean, I think. Were you more surprised that Liverpool kept a clean sheet, or that it was that that because Brentford didn't score? Like which was the more surprising thing that Brentford didn't score or that Liverpool seemed like defensively that that was like tight enough for them to keep a clean sheet. I don't. I mean, it didn't seem like they were tight enough to keep a clean sheet, but Brentford was Brent, Brentford was very compact in a way that Thomas Frank just typically isn't isn't compact. But that's because they are away. When they're at home, that's true. They're going to play a little yeah. bit more expansive. They're, the crowd's going to spur them on to yeah. make plays. Not to pack it in at Anfield, it's, which is what they were doing. You're right. It's not abnormal for them away, but he, Thomas Frank doesn't like playing that way, having to counter like that. They have the players to do it, but it's either super effective or you get a clean, she- you know, clean sheet put up against you again, you know, from a defense that's not firing, if you will, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying right. is like I'm I'm just I'm looking through the list of of matches here and like Luton away is one that you're like okay, fire up anyone you've got, Raya included, I, I'm okay with that. Brentford Wolves at Villa, I, there's there's no clean sheet there. Home against Brighton, there's no clean probably. I mean I mean depending how uh, yeah, how effective you know how effective is Brighton at that point. And then you're at Liverpool. So I guess the next, like, until game week 18, I, I don't know. I just don't see a lot of upside in the Arsenal defense. I'm ready for that Liverpool match tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. We got City next. Just Let's no, like, go. I'm ha- I, I guess what I'm saying us. is I, I understand a move towards Saka. I, I mean, maybe maybe Martinelli. I can I can kind of see that a little bit. I still hold off on Martinelli. I would love to say go in on him, but I would still say But at off. least I can I can see it. Where the defenders, I'm like, if you don't have one already, I don't know. 
You're, you're saying I'm saying you would wa- say if I'm, you don't have one, don't go buy one now. Yeah, I guess I just doesn't feel like there's um, an urgency until until after Liverpool and then look, and then. You but get do a you nice feel good about any defense in the Premier League at this point? No, not at all. That's why I'm saying it's so, a, it's like that with goalkeepers. Like I, I'm like, pretty sure Liverpool and Arsenal are tied with clean sheets on the season. Yeah. So if you're gonna I'm grab saying, one, yeah, like I have an idea of that, and I have no idea. If you're gonna <laughs> grab one, sounds great though. At least grab a Liverpool or Arsenal defender because they've had more clean sheets than anyone else this season. For sure, and you're, yeah, and we can. We, Which we, doesn't make sense because it does because Becker is the top, Allison is the top scoring goalkeeper. Yet their defenders are not even close. Which yeah. again, I don't understand. Although I think Liverpool's played a hodgepodge of defense defensive players all season, so no one's actually collecting all the clean sheets. All that being, I right, look. Are we done with the Arsenal Burnley match? Because I feel like we were already in Liverpool. Let's no, roll right into Liverpool. I'm just saying that Arsenal, like as usual, since we're gonna kick off the show with Arsenal. Yes, as we should every show. Just that, like the run of <laughs> matches that are coming up are are gray green, and okay. Arsenal as like a like you're saying Saka yes under a, 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 like at all costs almost get Saka in your team. Yeah. Uh, uh, Arsenal defenders are, you know, for transfers in are just like they, every week. It feels like they're, you know, they're some of the most transferred in. I just want to give a nice comprehensive overview here. Okay, coming out of the international break, like I said, look, look the, your goal scores are are one and four for transfers in for defenders, Saliba and Zinchenko. Look, that's all. I just want. Ar- I just want to nail played, it down. Played twelve <laughs> matches, and they've got five clean sheets in twelve matches. Okay. What's the percentage there? Feels like a 35-ish percent, something. So, fast math there. Anyway, so I don't know. Okay. If, if there's another team that's better than that, then let's hear it. Arsenal segment over. Play some sort of like, some sort of transition. Play my music. Liverpool 3. music. Brentford 0. This, this scoreline surprised me a little bit. Even though it was at Anfield, I, I thought Brentford would put up a little bit more of a fight. Salah... Gets a brace, and I lost my stats. Here we go. Salah with a brace, Nunez and Simikas with the assist on those two goals, and then Jota gets another assist from Simikas. Jota scores in the 74th minute, and Liverpool holds down a clean sheet. Travis, good for them. Hey, Travis, Simikas is 15. Is that the most annoying 15 points that has ever been scored in FPL history, or is it uh, somewhere it was- lesser than that? It was a little surprising. It was another one of those things where all these people are buying Gabriel, all these people buying Simikas. I I didn't see it. Obviously, Joe Gomez comes out and plays in his place when the the Simikas hype train started. Come to find out, Simikas probably wouldn't have played this match, but Gomez picked up a knock and wasn't even in the team. Oh, wow. uh, So that we weren't expecting that, Mm. which forced him on, on the field, and you know what? He... He capitalized on the on early on, the on. The thing I feel like I heard more than anything was, "Ooh, that's a bad giveaway from Samikas. That's not a that's." Oh yeah, a, yeah, no, no. He, the, he had yeah, a, he didn't forward. have a great game going forward until he good. got that assist. He was he was kind of grinding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a second most transferred in for defenders. I think the again temptation is always going to be skew towards the guys who score a lot of points and. I mean, he was the second highest scoring player. Well, and he's cheap. He's 4-7, right? For sure. That's up a little bit, I guess. So he created three chances. 
uh, you know, gets two assists from an XA of 0.23, which is my favorite kind of stat. Simakas's uh, last f- three out of four games. This yeah. is his last four games. Six six one fifteen. Yeah. I doubt anyone else has scored more than that in FPL in the last four matches. Maybe Michelenko, but you're right. He's certainly you're way right. up Maybe there. Maybe Michelenko uh, is fair. No, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like this, this to me seems a like a. All things considered, this is a very lucky 15. Hey, would I rather have Udagi at the moment or Simakas? Yeah, but you wouldn't have yeah. had Udagi. You wouldn't have even played him, mostly because he was not even playing. I know. And everyone I knew that. I can't. I, it might happen this week. I might take a hit to move him out. Although, he will, why? He, I think, why? Because City's playing Liverpool. That's I not think, be I think he'll G. be in. Well, so that's why I was going to say. Uh, one... I don't imagine a lot of people. I'm surprised so many people are moving to him, other than Price, given the matchup, the matchup coming up. But two, for what it's worth, Travis, you'll find this interesting. Maybe David Lynch, reporter for a uh, Liverpool reporter, said on his Manchester City match preview today that he thinks Joe Gomez will be the one who starts against City. Really, this week. Uh, I, I agree with that. If you think about the matchups on the outside there. We need speed and we need discipline, and I think Simicos Gomez is, is faster to, than Simicos. He's pretty quick. I don't know if he's faster than Simicos, but uh, he, David, he's to, pretty quick. David Lynch's rationale is Gomez will be matched. Would uh, it's whoever's on the left would be matched up against Bernardo Silva or Phil yeah. Foden, and they need a. Uh, it would be better suited for a right-footed player. Huh. to be the one kind of Since guarding cutting people in. cutting in. Yeah. Also, the expectation that this is going to be counterattacking Liverpool, not ball-control Liverpool, so okay. less need for crosses, uh, runs and overlapping, you know, just okay. movement from the left side. Okay. That's Somebody smart. who can That's pass smart. quickly out of out of the back that Gomez is better okay. suited kind of all I, around I, for I this that. matchup anyway. I mean, they're, they're, they're both prone to making mistakes, so... But if you're getting him now, surely it's because you're looking ahead. Fulham, Sheffield, Crystal Palace, maybe also Manchester United in the four matches yeah. after Manchester City. And if you can afford to bench him against Manchester right. City anyway, I, I'm just not. I'm not going to bring in a player for a hit yeah, that I'm going to bench. bench yeah. Right, but I guess even last, even against Brentford, you very well could have tactically seen seen him not play. In Gomez play in place of him anyway, and now you almost you know you at least have somebody who is uh, familiar with Liverpool and a lot and and you know for yeah that's, uh, you that's know, kind of over a decade of experience with the team, actively saying I don't think he's going to start. So we've already said it's kind of to your point is what I'm saying that this is <laughs> the tactical like he's the he's a tactical yeah f- casualty here a lot of the times. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and and ultimately again, it comes down to for Simikas, he is he is not very disciplined, and he's kind of a a little bit of a of a basket case when it comes to what kind of performance he's going to put in. Is he going to you know go crazy and have an amazing game, or is he just is he going to be the reason why you lose? He's capable of both, mm. and that that type of of player is is. Um, not locked into the team even after a performance like he put in against Brentford. Um, Travis, tell the world about Darwin Nunez again after game Who? 12. What a wild guy. Uh, <laughs> he's he's hard to to really put a put a finger on what the heck's going on with him. He just seems like it, I've it, people keep saying he's just chaos. He's chaos. And honestly, he is in all aspects of what he does, the way he plays, the way he 
he performs is just kind of chaotic. Darwin's last five matchups, fantasy-wise, 5-4-10-2-5. That's not bad. He's not a he's, bad player. The problem with that uh, is, though, that doesn't, doesn't talk about... He doesn't about, point against Luton, which is hilarious. Well, that doesn't... That doesn't include all of the very high percentage chances that he absolutely flubbed. I mean, no, nothing is more hilarious than saying he blanked against Luton, all given everything that happened in that match. Right, I mean, it's the most hilarious. Like, it might be one of the most hilarious moments of the entire season. When you, it'll certainly be the, the most wasteful that we've the seen. Most this wasteful season. of the first half of the season, and it's going to be hard for anyone to top it in the second half. He's what three yards out, maybe. Point being that he did get an assist here, uh, yeah. you know, assist Salah. You know, you get a, you're happy with returns from him ever. I think just the the possibility of getting a return yeah. from him because of the chaos is is uh, makes him one of the most. I think uh, he's going to keep getting minutes players. though. I got yeah, a I question. Actually, that, that's the, I think that's yeah. the, the bigger point. Is I this is three three coming. starts in a row? Any concern from him, for him coming back after the break? Um, hasn't started after an international break, I don't think, since since he's arrived at I don't at think he has at all, primarily because of the travel. It does seem to affect him a little bit more than most. He's in a great vein of form, though. He did score on international duty as well against Brazil, I think. I know they... they oh, no, it was against Argentina. Argentina, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, it was yeah, a little bit of a dust-up there. Yeah, yeah. It was Yeah, lots of uh, messy disrespect, for South sure. South Americans are not scared of a little dust-up. No, they respect that. Man. I respect that. I Completely. saw that, and that was a pretty hilarious dust up as well. <laughs> yeah. You can read lips and yeah, miming. Yeah, very, miming. very true. Yeah, okay. uh, you seen it? Uh, you see? Yeah, it. look at. I mean, just look it up. Just look it. Just look it. Um, last thing, it's miming you'd be familiar with. Okay, Salah okay. and Holland, obviously <laughs> joint top scorers this game week. You, just and this is not a this is not a Holland segment, but do you think that when people sold Holland? Do you think they factored in the possibility that Salah and Holland can score the most points of anyone in the same game week? <laughs> I guess that's my question all the time. Is it is the possibility selling him? I, it was Lots of people. I, I, Are you whatever. serious? Lots of people. He still owned eighty three percent. I mean, it's like, just weird, man. I don't understand. You're there not are, really. There playing. are top teams out there that do not have Holland. There are teams with really great rankings that don't have lots of the key players. I should also say it was hilarious. I, f I thought this week there was, I'm sure it was an FPL account. I can't remember exactly who it was. Kind of griping that Salah had only scored breakaways and penalties, which was true. But of course, like this match, he scores yeah. like very regular goals. So it was just nice to see Salah scoring regular. That he didn't think would count. So Non-breakaway, non non-penalty goals for Salah. He's the man and there's no... There's no one else but him. Uh, that's it. I think that's a great place to end this. All right. Move Wait, no, no, not true. <laughs> you know, first of all, uh, top-scoring goalkeeper, Dave, say the name. Allison Becker. Are you He's, considering which Allison? I don't, I don't understand. Second, He's too uh, another, the clean sheet, whatever. Like In a segment we like to call goalkeeper time. Well, just that Allison's a top-scoring goalkeeper. And then, like, are you thinking about anyone other... I mean, are, are you tempted at all by Virgil? No, not really. Okay. They're just too, they're just they're too unpredictable in terms of of the way that they're going to play because they will get into you know this this locked in mentality and they'll you know get a decent string of games together where they they look like they might actually have it together and then all of a sudden they just forget how to play almost like Tottenham. 
they just go spursy. Mm. Their defense, especially, is is really all it is, and I, it's just it's it's hard it's hard for me to get on board with that because they're they're not coming up with any kind of offensive returns either, right? Simikas, you know, scoring those those yeah those, those, assists, those assists, but those haven't been on a regular basis. Not for not for not their for defensive Trent, players, not for Robertson, not right. for anybody. Yeah, weird. Uh, just the Trent's non-involvement. Yeah. Uh, when we get to Alex Moreno, when we talk about Aston Villa, you can talk about Trent. Speaking of non-involvement, well, just a tr- just a Trent with last season from the second half on, it when Trent Trent just blew the doors off of everybody else. Yeah, it, yeah. It defensively, and and it was a you know it was positionally, it seemed like he had changed. It seemed like he had locked in this you know this creative semi midfield role or whatever. It has it was not just, shown itself. Yeah, in but where points. where did that go? How did that change so drastically from? Game week twenty last season to right now where it's like this season he's like this week zero shots created two chances that's it like it's not like he's he it's not he's a it's, it's he created a big chance so yeah. he had a, a he had at least a, a opportunity for a bigger return I guess than just a regular old clean sheet but this was Trent who was like bonus point magnet dominating statistically everywhere and it just isn't the same this season it just seems really odd yeah it, it is a different it is a different format even though he's still playing the hybrid role it's not the same as he was playing towards the end of, of last season they're really struggling with the lack of a six in in the middle of the park and so when Trent is is cruising around and and you know tucking in to the to the middle and roaming he has to haul to get back because they're getting beat up Whereas I feel like last season they had cover and he got to stay up and they would break up play without him having to haul back and then they would get their numbers advantage and immediately tick, 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 and and there would be results, right? So at, at this stage, I think part of the issue is McAllister is just not that player. Endo is not that player. So Trent is is definitely playing the hybrid role, but not as freely as he was at the end of last season. All right. I guess I can. I mean, he's fourth for chances created on the season, but it's moving on. A big gap between the, him he's and creating the chances for Darwin. Yeah, it's not a good place to be. Just say, I guess it's just that he's not. He dominated, dominated, and yeah. he's not doing that anyway. That's it. Bournemouth two, Newcastle zero. Upset of the weekend, although there was another one, but I felt like this was a bigger one than the other one. This was a huge one. Solanke, yeah. Brian. He does it again at the double. Yeah, your thir- boy Dom. Yeah, thirteen point. Yeah, he's my boy. All right, he's your no, boy Dom. Getting near, it done. Nowhere near my lineup. I think the biggest Is he thing. Now? No, he's not. Just no, no injury for him yet this season. So ninety minutes in every match except for for two. So he's played eighty four matches and or eighty four minutes in two of those matches. Can Otherwise, play- a ninety minute man, and that's the that's the best thing for him. Can we play a name game? I've got a whole bunch of numbers right in front of me, so it might not be fair, but go ahead. Yeah, let's play a name game with Dominic Solanke. Who has more points, Dominic Solanke or Vissa? Travis? I got it in front of me, too. <laughs> Worst name. We, oh, how dare us come prepared. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Solanke. It's Solanke. Who has yeah, more fantasy points, Dominic Solanke or Darwin? Uh, it's Dominic Solanke. 
by two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who has more fantasy points, Dominic Solanke or Ollie Watkins? That's got to be Ollie Watkins. It is Ollie Watkins. He's fourth. I, he is Dom fourth. Solanke's fourth. Yeah. So if you don't own Holland, Watkins, and Alvarez, which I do because I'm a smart guy, then then you should own Solanke. At least you got to consider it if you're thinking about going with Darwin. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm saying is is old Dom has outscored him by two and is a whole one point one pound dollars cheaper. Front. He's top six in every attacking category among forwards. Should he season. still be at Liverpool? And then he would actually be Liverpool's best striker, Travis. <laughs> no. No, okay. he's a good player. I like him, but he's not the type of player that they needed, and that's why they got rid of him. And the one thing to note about, about Solanke is he's played a lot of his tough matches already. So the fact that he's that high, he's 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 got yeah. he, his, he's his got lineup of coming coming up. Not bad at all. At, yeah. I'll, I'll briefly go over it. At Sheffield, home Villa at Palace. At United, that's their toughest, but Palace is garbage. I mean, Palace. United is garbage. Home Luton at Forest, home Fulham. Yeah. That's not, like their next really eight matches. Because you would have looked at. You would have looked at Newcastle, home or away, and just said, no, right. I don't think for I want sure. any, any part of that. And sure Agreed. enough, there's a brace. Yeah, they got a good little run there coming up. I, I'm just saying going forward is who would you rather have, Dom or Dar? Dom or Dar? Oh, man, that's so. That's such a dumb question. But it's is it though? Good, it's a good question. Um, it seems like Travis, it shouldn't be a good question. Travis, if you had to pick one going for the next, I don't know, seven match weeks, is it Dominic Solanke or Darwin? I know everyone would say because he's on the better yeah. team, Darwin, and Darwin's last four matchups, we already went through it, have yeah. been really good. I'm just saying on the season, Dominic Solanke's outscored him, and he's a whole 1.1 yeah. pound dollar cheaper. I feel like... I was about to say that, but I don't know if I can. I feel like Darwin can score against anybody, and I don't know that Solanke can. Because if the team gets stifled, Solanke's relying on breakaways or so, set pieces. So the cool thing is, because of who they're playing in their upcoming schedule, they're not going to be packing. No, you're right. They're not going to be playing For the defensive. Seven. And Dom's going to have a you're little right. bit more open space to play in. You'd hope so. Uh, Philip Billing come, coming back would be helpful as well. Oh, Bill, yeah, B- not, Billing's probably more important to that team he was, than anyone else. He was out against Newcastle, and they still found a way, which was interesting because he wild. is their talisman, I think, or has been. So well, Bournemouth has surprised people this season. Can we yeah. just say that? As shocking as it is, and look, in the table, they are 16th. Yeah, very, but very I think down. that's still surprising people. They have two wins, three three draws and seven losses, but I think they're still surprising people. From a numbers perspective, I still think I stink. I, I think Solanke. Stink? I I think the Solanke is uh, okay. probably the uh, the better uh, pick between Dahmer, Dar- uh, Darwin. Brian, you agree quickly? Well, it's just that he's got s- he's scored six goals. Yeah, and he's had eight big chances. So so you love that? I'm just he's saying, converting. like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm saying, like, we you you see that he's. You see that he's efficient. He's and, the anti-Sterling. He's the anti-Darwin. Oh, interesting. Has, You're right. Darwin so has tons it. of chance. That's you, a good point. You'd like to say the ceiling on Darwin Nunez is infinity because of athletic ability right. and style and abs, but it's not. It just doesn't happen for him. Interesting. Abs. Yeah, but no. and, and where Solanke, like he's the guy we've said. If if Bournemouth is is in, is he's one of the guys. Uh, like you know the talisman debate. He if the if Bournemouth, if Bournemouth is in a goal, if they're scoring, 
Solanke's got like a 60% chance of being involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just one of those guys. So I, I really I like him a lot as a pick. I think, look, I think this is kind of a question too of like, of team setup. Like, you know, we're back to this, like, the, you know, I have Cameron Archer as my third forward. Still? Yeah, of course. Why not? Because he's 4.5. He's not scoring. He scored he did a week couple 11. weeks ago. Is he doing anything? He's playing. You just need a placeholder. If you want a placeholder, it's fine. It's played. Yeah. I'm saying you. I'm saying that that's fair. I depend- mean, you're, you're spending that money other places, so it's right. fine. That's what I'm saying. The the and I still think the midfielders. I think even now, like the fact that Brian and Buemo is so low priced that he could easily be your fifth midfielder. Yeah. Right. Depending on how you set things right. up, I'm just saying like this is. But Solanke is one of the people that to me shakes up that uh, uh, the arrangement. To me, he's a viable third forward. Okay. That if you wanted to go for from, sure a useless third forward to somebody like Slanky, you can play him as your third guy for the foreseeable future. And feel confident. Yeah, feel and feel completely I, again, good about it. I wouldn't have thought that until this pod right. this evening, how viable he actually is. Brian, Newcastle doesn't do squat this match. What are we to take from no, this? Is this look, a one-off? Are they in trouble? They have injuries. Yeah, they're in trouble for injuries. And, and you know, I've seen it elsewhere out there. I know the FPL Wire guys just talked about it, you know, the, in their last, you know, kind of their last get-together. of just like, it's like a perfectly timed bye week in the NFL. You know, this this international break could not have come at a Perfect better time for Newcastle. for Newcastle. You're already, like, you know, now we know the... Callum Wilson's injury, which we've said, you know, I've said that, you know, we said it weeks and weeks ago. Isak or Wilson, the answer is whoever is fit. Yeah. And Callum Wilson is not fit, and he is out for likely for an extended period here, which equals at least a month. Is Isak healthy? He wasn't. But now if he is the guy who's fit, he is the guy that you have to think about because... What if if Anthony Gordon falls in that spot? I just don't think he's as capable as those guys. He is not as... He's already a medium level. He was going to lose his spot before Harvey Barnes got injured. That is bottom line. So Harvey Barnes is fit again or was getting already back to fitness, was nearing a return a couple weeks ago. Breaking news here on the pod. I'm just saying that this is not, like, like Gordon's been playing well, so I don't think, I still think he's, you know, what had happened, we saw at the beginning of the season, Gordon had kind of nailed down the spot in the preseason. You get to the regular season, and his performance drops off. Every time Harv comes on the field, he's crushing. Harv gets the starts and then gets his injury, and then it's back to Anthony Gordon again. I'm just saying that now, depending on what happens with Isak, like you now know there is no competition for the forward position. It is Isak alone. Okay. If he's if he's there. Gotcha. But they that, all right. But they don't have like Almiron had a hamstring injury over the international break, but they're saying it's minor. They're calling it a grade one, mm. a grade one hamstring strain or whatever it is. So. The, minimum, it's not a long-term injury. Can't imagine that he plays when they come back. Okay. Point being, like that's another guy that's that's down. There, you know, who knows where we are with Sven Botman? Like again, that was another guy that was like, he may or may not be out there. The moves to, like we said, between Libermento and and Lewis Hall, like who is going to take over Dan Burns' spot? 
it turned out Both it, of did, them. it didn't matter. <laughs> like it didn't matter anyway because they lost two nil to Bournemouth. So if you went to if you went to Livermento, which was the the trendy pick, you're you're mad. If you went to Lewis Hall, you're also mad because they lost two nil to Bournemouth. All right. So I'm just saying, like, What's yeah, the answer on? to the question is that Newcastle is that this is not great. If they pick up, if they pick up another injury, then yeah, this like it's it's a bigger issue for them, regardless right, of their. I'm, I'm looking at the possession. Newcastle, fifty-two percent. Bournemouth, forty-seven point six. Shots on target. Bournemouth ten. Newcastle five. That's on target. Total shots. Bournemouth nineteen. Newcastle eight. They doubled their shots, and they doubled their shots on target. A team that's 16th in the table against a team that's in the top six. That doesn't seem right. What's going on with Newcastle? Are they fading? Is this too much for them? Do they need more oil money? To hear Trippier tell it, it's injuries. That's what he was yeah, pleading a, to the fans. Yeah, he was. was the, that was an awkward thing to watch. Yeah, yeah. That was, and by the way, yeah, fans, that was the point. shut up. And leave these players it's like they alone. knew what they were talking about. Like they're listening to me. I'm just like, whatever, man. Let the, These guys are humans. Keep your mouth shut. And they're trying their hardest on that pitch. I'm not a trippier guy. But give him a break. Yeah. All players, back off. Good Lord. You want to know what, what it is like, what it's like as a to, to live as a player? There's a million documentaries out there. Whether it's Leeds, whether it's Welcome to Wrexham, whether it's Spurs or City, you see how these guys Didn't live. You choose the Beckham one that just came out. Who the Beckham one? Who? <laughs> and oh you you have all these things. These guys are normal guys. Leave them freaking alone. That makes me furious. Anyways, sorry Trippier that that happened. Call me up sometime. I'll back you anytime. Uh, you're in Trippier. I'm I'm sure he will. All right. I I don't I don't think for I mean this is. If Newcastle, the thing that's hard with them is that they they take themselves seriously. So the fact that they are taking themselves seriously, the fact that they are yeah. wanting to be legit contenders, have the capability of playing with whatever the best teams are. Like, right. look, like playing home, with, with home their- the next two weeks, the next two weeks against Chelsea and Manchester United. Regardless of where Chelsea is, which... You know, no. Chelsea's in a decent spot, I right? Think. They're in a decent spot right now. Better than Newcastle, who's coming off a two-zero loss to Bournemouth. And regardless of what you think of how they have been, the fact is, this is a statement game historically for Newcastle to play Chelsea at home, and then follow that up with a, a underwhelming, and like I guess finding a little bit of footing Manchester United team the week Who after. Knows? That. Who knows what exactly. the dumpster so, fire well, that is? Either way, what I'm saying is like. These are two matches that these are the ones where you're like those two teams are down, you are up. Like the you need to win these games. You oh, cannot yeah. draw against a subpar Chelsea team and a really subpar Manchester United team. Then they have at, then they're at Everton, angry Who, Everton right now. At, so and that's no that to me is no gimme. No. And then they're at Spurs, which by by who, that who point, knows? that Spurs by that point, that's is a, that's is almost a, mostly, a month from now. Right, Spurs. that's a very that's a much more fit yeah. again regular Spurs going into you know going into 
a month from now. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I, like I'm just saying. I think that Newcastle is is in a little trouble. That's what I mean. The next four weeks. So that I guess that's the question. You know, you look at it and you're like, well, those are grayish matchups. I think you know minimum if you don't have the only guy I think you could consider bringing in from Newcastle is is I don't know. I guess Lascelles. You're, there's no way if you don't have Trippier right now, you are not. Go, I, there's no way you can go to him. The guy who I think, given the given the situation, that's going to be. But would you want to at this point? I'm saying yeah, that going that's what I'm thinking too. Under I'm saying, yeah, only on potential. Okay. The guy that's overlooked, the guy that I think, where how how far down is he? This is the second page. You you about to bring up? Is this the third page? Paul Dummett page. segment. No, uh, is this as a Matt of, Ritchie segment? No, as of right this second, because of the dark orange triangle, Alexander Isak has been transferred in by 1,828 oh people. I think for sure his price is going to drop, if anything. So if you see on Thursday Isak is in training and you know like he's like that he's on track to start, Isak is, to me, like I've said it a million times, whoever is the starting striker for Newcastle if you know you're getting the minutes you want that guy mm. if it when it was Callum Wilson it is it was good the problem is we said it forever ago and everyone knows it it's how long is the hamstring going to hold up Isak keeps s- seeming like he's got the same kind of uh, injury concerns yeah. over and over again too that's the risk you take with the with both of these guys. So as good as the Isak is, like right now, you know there's no competition. They're going to treat it delicately. But if you find out that he's starting, to me, that's where I would want to go more than almost anybody. Okay, just on what we know that that position offers. Fair enough. Chelsea four, City four in Ooh. the in the match of the weekend. One of the most entertaining matches I've seen it's in a fun. long time. This game literally had everything but a red card. It had eight yellow cards, but no reds. And it was end-to-end action with tons of drama. Cole Palmer, the ex-City player, young boy, with finishing it off 4-4 with a pen in the 90-plus fifth minute of injury time. Boys, Travis? What you, what'd you see in this? Raheem Sterling scored. Who? Yeah, boy. I know. He did score. Unfortunately, I mean, look. Uh, you got to say it is kind of in your... You got to say it's... You don't even have to repeat it. Coughing? We're live. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you got to say it is a little bit in your face. It, it is in my face. Completely in the... Not in the face is what... Not just scored, but scored against say. Manchester City. It's different. It's like not Burnley, not Luton. It's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, You're right. I, I, he I st- finally did something against not Burnley, not Luton. The the problem is that there's Cole the Cole Palmer's on Chelsea and that's it. So that Connor Gallagher had a really good return in this game. Look, I, I've he's been, been good. Connor Cole Gallagher's Palmer. been starting and has been has played well and whatever, but to me it's like it doesn't matter. There's Cole Palmer there's Cole Palmer and that's Cole, Cole said, Palmer's we said it when you weren't here. Last seven Match weeks, 5-12-6, 2-12-6. I don't know what you're doing if you're not owning him. He is now up to a 5-2. I don't like that so many of the numbers are, are 2 and 6 and 12. 
I feel like that's too too there's too something weird. too symmet- symmetrical about look, that mathematically. Credit to I'm Sterling. Not, I'm not crazy about it. He finally <laughs> no look he he got an assist in the in the drumming of Tottenham the week before when Chelsea barely won against nine man Tottenham. Sterling did get an assist in that match. Yeah. And then he scores against City here. So those last two match weeks, five and sixteen. So he finally gives you re- a return, not against Luton, not against Burnley. So in my face, in City's face, go ahead and own Raheem Sterling, please. If you anyone dare. out there listening, I think he's a great own. You should go own him. He is the top scoring. <laughs> you should definitely do that. He is the top scoring Chelsea midfielder, for what it's worth. Uh, Until Cole Palmer uh, plays a few more I matches, mean, it's, gets a few more minutes. Just it's it's on the I just on the rise. I I know that, it, and all the production came. The bulk of the production came in the two big he, matches. I'm just he saying, still gets his his touchy touchy touchies in the box. I mean, he's the most touchy oh, guy. I'm just saying, he's like, a touchy feely guy in the box, which is great. He has the same number of points as Douglas Louise. He's three points behind Madison. He's five points behind Diaby. We've you've you've picked Diaby and Madison. Everyone's had those pe- those players a thousand times. Sterling is you know barely a, barely a consideration. Would you rather own Sterling right now or Diaby? I'd rather have neither. Okay, <laughs> I love that answer. All right. Is Travis, that a, is that a bad I, answer? Do you still own Diaby? Would I you do. would you sell him for Sterling right now if it didn't cost you a transfer? Uh no one six eight one six nine okay no all right what about Embuemo Brian would you rather own Embuemo or Sterling no this is this is why you're not picking Sterling okay Sterling is a differential for that exact reason is that he's six point nine and you can point to seven or eight other players who are scoring above or similarly Travis would you rather own Matthias Jensen for Brentford or Sterling because one of them has outscored the other. <laughs> That's I actually kind of like Jensen for the next couple of like next couple of games. Yen, uh, Sterling, to his credit, has outscored Jensen by two points at this point. But I, I just, but Jensen's five four. Sterling's a six nine. I just want to like Matthias Jensen is in the same category as Sterling. I just want to throw that out there. There's there's other options. Sterling, yes, in my face the last two weeks has brought home returns. Not against Burnley. Not against Luton. So in no, my face. The, look, and, all right. it, no, it's Cole. It's the same as it was weeks ago. It's Cole it's Palmer. Cole Palmer. Oh, it's Cole Palmer or and you and you there you name the only names you're not including in that are are probably are Sala, Sun, and you uh, you could argue Saka. Okay, fair. All right. So other than those three guys, it's 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 Cole Palmer or. All right. Uh City Side, Erling Holland, that guy. Everyone owns him. 83% owns him. Alvarez gets on the assist sheet. That's, Rodri, hey, he was Rodri o- bangs another one in. Look, I, I just Holland was s- over 90%. You're just going to gloss over that, that he's 83%? And you ask earlier who's selling him? The, the I can't answer deal is, with stupid people. big percentages of people. I can't deal with stupid people. I got no time in my life for stupid people. All you have to I, do... You hear this. All you have to do to replace... <laughs> What Holland can give you is get perfect on every other right, player. Is to pick all the other players who are doing good. It's easy. Look, Rodri, is that true? Rodri's last three matches, 6-6-6. Six, six, six. Are you kidding me? 
Man, that guy is so sneaky on fantasy points. I can think of somewhere, someone who, who lives somewhere really hot who likes likes that series. Of <laughs> he's made a deal with the devil. Guys, I, no, I'm serious. He's gotten three returns in the last three weeks. That's it's Rodri. sneaky, sneaky good when it comes to fantasy. And at, at five six, if if he's Brian. If he's your your lowest, well, Cole Palmer, it, I own him as a five. I think Cole Palmer's up to a five two now, so that means I got him at a four eight. But if unless it's Cole Palmer, uh, I think at this point, like there's a part of me that wonders if I would rather own Douglas Louise or Rodri. And it's weird that I'm even bringing that up. Douglas Louise at a five five, Rodri at a five zero. Oh. So it, it just it it seems odd. That's not true. Forgive me. Rodri is at a five, five six, six in my face. So Douglas Louise five five. Rodri five six. It Travis, who would you rather own there? I um, personally pr- own Douglas Rodri. Louise. And since he has done squat since I owned him, I've owned him now for two weeks against Forrest and Fulham, and he's given given me nothing but some twos. Uh I think he's planning on his his move to Arsenal in the Winter transfer window. Just Foden, so. I'm sure. Foden and Bernardo Silva have both outscored Rodri for the for the season. Do you feel good about it? No, you're not getting either one of those guys. I guess what I'm saying is, like, you're... You know Rodri's at least going to start. The re- other guys can't get consistent starting time. It's just that, Ro- yeah, and Rodri's taken a lot more shots than I probably would have guessed for the season. And that's something, like, we talked about, you know, we talked about weeks and weeks ago because he had that little run, too, of, you know, kind of consecutive returns. I, he just reminds me of he he's in that class of like he's gonna he's gonna do that he just keeps doing that kind of thing. I just think it's worth the mention. We never talk about this guy, but when you start looking at the numbers and you do a little bit more of a deep, we dive, have, we have, but like it's you, not a consistent guy, and it's because he's not a consistent guy. It's just that he he'll do this, and if you want to, if you he's want, a consistent starter, right? Yeah, he's, he's just a, not a consistent. I I just wonder if it if it doesn't get more consistent as the year goes on. Like again, he's giving you three. He never gives you three weeks of returns, and he's done that. So I just I just thought it was worth out of all the city and Chelsea things that we could mention. This four four tie. I just felt like of all things that was worth a mention, and it can go under the. If radar. you have the guts to put him in your team, maybe that should be a punishment for a bet is that you have to put Rodri in your I would I wouldn't think that's a punishment. I would take that as a pleasure. You should bet I can't this. think of any bet that the, I could I'm not win. betting this week because it's Liverpool City. I will be uh, open to bets after this. What you should this. bet is here's your bet. Why can't you bet? I'm just I want to feed this bet to you cuz <laughs> here's a good this is a good like fun time bet. Okay. From now until January 1. So until the from now until the end of this calendar year more FPL points, Doku or Rodri? Oh, on Manchester City. Would you? T- how how do you okay. see that? This, this is a perfect. Is this is a perfect really kind of bet good. because obviously Rodri's minutes are secure, but his ceiling is exactly what you. His ceiling is six points. I will take Rodri one hundred if That's you got the stones to, to take Doku. Oh, I'm whoa, not touching really? Doku. That's what I would want to. I'm not touching Doku. I will take Rodri. Okay. okay. I'll I'll think... take 
Uh, I think this is a bet between you and Dave. Brian, I will bet. you want Doku. You want to get wild and crazy? Give me two to one odds that Rodri outscores Foden <laughs> going into Jan 1. <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. Points for the rest of the calendar year. Rodri or Doku or Foden, and you're taking Rodri. So you get two chances at it. I will take that. Foden concerns me. I feel like I should get a little odds on that because I think it definitely favors Foden as uh, Foden has scored 55 points and Rodri has only scored 45 and he's had missed some games with red cards. You know what? Screw that. Fall down Phil. All right. I'll bet against fall down Phil any day. Right. Give Let's me some Rodri action that he will outscore the rest of the calendar year, uh, Foden and Doku. All right. Not like combined. No, in, no. In, right. Each one individual. He, right. He will have a higher point total than either Foden or Doku. Correct. By December, by 11.59 p.m. That's on right. December 31st, 2023. As the Fantasy Focus podcast would say, put it on the board. All right. All right. I'm, I'm putting it into Slack group now. And the punishment for that will be... Uh, the next available transfer, <laughs> if you lose, you have to bring you in. You have to bring in Rodri and play him for at least one. Whatever week. it is, right? Yeah, at least you have to have he him has at to least be in your one team. week. He can't. He has to play. You can't bench him. And if He's I lose, play. I have to bring in. Who's there? Uh, who, who's if their I lose, I have to bring in your choice, Foden or Doku. Oh wow. Okay. All right. No, no. You have to bring in Rodri as well. What <laughs> the loser? Loser has to bring in Roger. I don't want to bring him in. I, it's exactly why you should have to all bring right, him in. All right. Now the next matchup for City. Oh, this is beautiful. After December thirtieth, is January thirteenth at Newcastle. The worst part of this is the congested festive fixtures. Oh yeah, favor easily. The minutes at Rodgers. The minutes gonna get. that Rodgers is yeah. going to get. But he I has agree. less chances of scoring from the other little scorer guys. So there's that. All right. All moving he needs on. to do is be out there long enough to smash a banger. All right. Moving on quickly. Wolves 2 and the other upset of the weekend. Brian, Wait your a second. Spurs. Just, just to finish that up, there's no other player. <laughs> I know. My knee. Good. Lord, no other player. You're not. There is no Manchester City defender. We're. No. I mean, Kyle Walker. As I, much I, as we wanted it to happen, I it's, can't. It's just, in good form. Happening. Ederson, I, you're not doing it. No. And then Chelsea. It's Cole Palmer and no one. The only thing that could change for them, uh, like you're not doing anything with the defenders. I. I don't think Chelsea's. I don't think Chelsea's. Uh, I don't think their upcoming schedule is good enough that you would consider. Even if he's they're, fit, they're you're at not Newcastle, home Brighton, at United, at Everton. I mean, three of their next four are away. So maybe so by maybe like not, the next three, you're not it. doing anything. But game week 16, when all of the matches are green according to the matchup rating system, which is idiotic. Uh, game week 16 to 21, or a nice big green block there for Chelsea Football Club. Everybody's going to go to them. If Reese James is fit. And is playing sixty minutes. He'll all never of those be matches. fit for all those matches. So I mean, it's a okay. It's a, yeah, it's a pipe dream. But what if I'm, he is? I'm just not. Yeah, not. That's like, that's like when they cut to they cut to the pregame on NBC Sports, and uh, Robbie Musto says says Tottenham Tottenham is is are their title contenders. They are just blowing through everybody, 
and the his co-presenter says, "But what if they get an in, they get a, even a one or two injuries?" And he's like, "But what if they don't? Yeah. I just don't think they will." And then the the, the next match Jinx. just proceeds to just blow Jinx. through the, the entire the whole, team. The whole team yeah. gets injured. All right, coming oh, back to that match. All right, that's, Wolves. That's, two. I just want to I just want to say that just because there's. Wolves two, Spurs one. Brendan Johnson scores, Brian, your boy, in the yeah. third your minute. Favorite. And it is Spurs the entire match until injury time, when right before injury time begins, Pablo Sarabia subs into the match, and he gets a goal in the 90th plus one and then assists the goal to Mario Lamina in the 90th plus seven, and Wolves steal one from the Spurs. Two, two, one. That is, a, that is theft. Absolute yeah. theft. Two goals Spurs in time. dominated Insane. possession, although shots on target, Wolves four. Shots on target, Spurs two. Total shots, Wolves 17, Spurs six. So was it complete domination? No. I don't know. All I know is that they lost, and Spurs now are in a big pile of poo. They are in... They're in for at least a month, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like they're in trouble. We Up to this point, it was Spurs have been great. They haven't had yeah. the toughest schedule, but they've, they've beat the people in front of them. They've played well. They haven't had any injuries. Now, all of a sudden, they have injuries, Brian. I feel like we're going to see what they're made of. And the schedule is turning, too. The schedule's not great. Yeah, what, for sure. What I say mean, you, Spurs guy? No, no I no, mean... He's a Newcastle guy today. Well... Yes, technically, but there's a Spurs guy in there as well. Yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing really to say other than it's, yeah, it's disappointing. We said it kind of going ahead of the match that Wolves have, I mean, this is like historic, historical, which is the correct, His, correct the first one, I think. I think it's historical. Historic. I, is, I don't know what else you're going to say. Uh, no, just that this <laughs> is uh, uh, in the history you're just of wolves. To know, Travis. It's the Spurs Wolves history here in for the, you know for for years years on end that regardless of where the positions are in the table, Wolves have played Spurs tough. Okay. Yeah. So this okay. is not in any yeah, way. You did call that the for only, whatever reason. Wolves always right. place regardless first of where they are, regardless of what the attack has looked okay. like. It has always, so for whatever reason, Wolves have tended to have Spurs number. The fact that it happened in the and you know at the very dead end of the match is what's surprising. But yeah, it's not nearly the it's not not nearly the dominance that you'd seen offensively from them, and and I think that's I think that's it. Like they've been able to adjust to. Like when they've been, uh, you know, having a slow start, or when they've had some sort of, you know, they you know, things were kind of clogging up a little bit, and just had the the possibility of changing to other players. Yeah. Now, yeah, you have as bad as Rasharlison. Maybe the output has been he's not an option at all to to do anything. Like Brennan Johnson, yeah, this this is exactly what I was, you know, what what yeah. I would have said, what I was hoping for. Brennan Johnson's dynamic and he's awesome 5. on that 8, side. He is definitely seems like guaranteed some starts for a while. Yeah, there's no one else. Right. Exactly. Like that's Gil my, that's play? my point. No, he's not going to play. Bentoncourt uh, I is you know is now a possibility. I think right. Doggy is. I'm pretty sure will be fit and available to come back. So you know that's, you know that's at least somebody else. I think Ben Davis is fit 
and available again. Ben Davis and Dyer look like they might be your starting center backs. Right. Again, Along with Gary. Pedro Porro and Udagi and or possibly Emerson Royal. Right, Emerson Royal is a possible you know possibility they there. Can cobble it, together a back and line. I, and we still like there's it's still kind of up in the air exactly how serious the injury is to um It's still not a horrible to, to back James, line. To James Matt. It's that, not it's no, that's not, what I was saying. It's not for their a, best. For a, a team that wants to challenge it's for a title. I'm just saying if you really need to survive for a month, Ben Davies and, and Dyer aren't slackers. Sorry. Like they're fine. I don't know. I I was thinking that there was some that there was some update on Madison that made it seem optimistic. There is no optimism. No, he's for not Madison. back till January. Right. He's yeah, not yeah. he's okay. out for a long time. Just that no, what I'm saying is like at least there's at least there are Bentecourt players. Bentecourt back is going to help this. Yeah, that is good for them. Yeah, it's it's at least some, it's at least someone. Uh, the yeah. Sun injury for South Korea over the break, you know, a few, a few days ago was not. Is fa- that that was not fantastic? He didn't, he didn't have a triangle. He was limping. He downplayed for, it though. He yeah. himself said, "I'm fine. No injury." It's like the weather or something. He was complaining about. He said I he don't had like a, laying on the ground. Or yeah, something he said weird. he got he he. He took a it, it was a kick to the foot or something like that. He said, I think he said he couldn't feel his foot for a yeah. second or something. Jeez. Either way, he All also right. said no injury. Like I'm fine. So there's no to me. There's not a there's not a concern. It's All right. Not a concern so much. But point is like, like he's still. I think even in a in the like a not as good situation, he's still son. I think the way they're playing, the where he's positioned, they still have the players that can facilitate. Kulishevsky, Kulishevsky's not out. Kulishevsky yeah. can still can still yeah. facilitate that. Like they do yeah. have the players to do it. It's just yes, this is adversity. It's still the same as it was, and yeah, they finally picked up a loss. So, what were they going to do? Win every game? Like were they not going to lose a game at some point? Oh, City, lo- definitely City lost. City lost. City lost to Wolves. So I don't. I don't know what to like it. It's a it's a bad result that was unexpected, all things considered. But yeah, it's not like it's not like it was impossible to happen. So no, I mean, look, Wolves are twelfth in the table. I mean, they you know it's they're tough. I know. Talk to City about it. Maybe I, City. Maybe City should. Maybe City has not real title contenders because they lost to Wolves once. You got to watch out for the Wolves. Everton three, Palace two. Let's quickly go, go through this. There's one more game I want to get to. Mikalenko, Brian. I I kind of want to say your boy, although he's not. Decore yeah, he's is your not. boy. And uh, then Gaia gets on the score sheet for Everton with truly your boy, yeah. Eberechi Eze. Brian, yeah. I believe you started him. If Correct sure me did. if I'm wrong. Kudos to you. And then Edward getting on the score sheet for Palace. Brian, Everton... I don't know. All of a sudden, it's like Everton just keeps surviving. I mean, look, I'm not saying that. Uh, look, they're 19th in the table. Why are they there, Travis? We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but their last their last five match, it matches win-loss, win-draw, win. Everton, it feels like, has, has figured out their football and would not who, be 19th. Who do you credit that? Who do you credit with that? There's only one guy that you can credit with this. Who's come... Uh, DCL is no. back. Sean Dyche. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. It looked so dismal for him for a while. Yeah. And, and it turns out, if results matter, it turns out it seems like he knows what he's doing. Well, most people would say that, of course, he knows what he's doing. We never thought he didn't not know what he's doing. Here we are. 
It's finally starting to show. Travis, you got any you got anything to say about your 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 fellow Liverpudlians? I don't like watching them play. <laughs> I can't say they play a beautiful they play brand like of football. Burnley. I can't say they play a beautiful brand of football, but yeah. Here recently, they've been finding ways to it's get it done. It's just scrappy. Like it everything is scrappy. they do is scrappy. They got a bunch of fighters out there and it's not pretty, but it is producing results. So, and they Yeah. Uh we, you know, it was a it was a, f- a favorite uh, kind of FPL uh, stat there a few weeks ago, talking about Everton's XG being a high, you know, team XG was higher than Manchester City's. That's not the case anymore. Uh, they're overall for the season they're they're middling, um, but they are a top like overall XG set plays included. Yeah, they're like they're a to- they're in the top ten. Uh, as this match showed, like, I don't know that, like, I, I, like, I can only victory lap the Ducore thing so much because he was, I buried him on my bench and that was, you know, partially because he was, you know, he was triangled because he had an illness. So I was kind of worried about his minutes, but also I was playing Tyrick Mitchell. I was doing what everybody else did going into this match, seeing a a home match against Everton for Crystal Palace thinking like, yeah, you want Joachim Anderson and Gahey and Tyrick Mitchell in your lineup because they're playing Everton at home and they get dog walked here. Well, that's not fair because ultimately, I mean, 67% possession for Crystal Palace, 32% for Everton. Everton played it the way they wanted to play it. Yeah, even but though no, they I guess no. I'm saying like it's three two. Like I don't think that if you had to guess a final scoreline, I don't think three two no would have w- wouldn't have been in a lot of people's uh, no score, not, scorecard. Not even close. Uh, I, fantasy relevance here, I don't see much. Brian, you own Decore. Are you serious? <laughs> you just said all the names of the significance. Uh, okay. Mikaleko is the third most a... transferred in defender yeah. I guess, of all defenders right now. I guess on my radar, it's just no way I'm bringing him in. Why not? The last, the last since game week eight, you know who you're talking. Uh, I know this is a that's I'm, a very I see that's it. a very selective number it. given results. That's fair. Since game week eight, Mikalenko has 36 points, which six, is your number one scoring defender since game week eight. Six two eight eleven nine, yeah. which is fantastic. Again, They're home United at Forest, home Chelsea, home New home Newcastle, home Chelsea. Then they're at Burnley, at Spurs, at City. It just seems like their schedule is just pounded with landmines. Sure, uh, there is a at least there's a level of competence to what they're doing. Uh, Mikalenko being four point four is, I mean, it's the price. I think that's it's price and results that are driving. Would you rather own Lascelles at four zero or Mikalenko? I'd rather have Mikalenko because I, I know for sure he's going to play. Lascelles is a placeholder until Sven Botman is fit. Would you rather own Anderson from Crystal Palace or Mikalenko? I. Oh, that's not fair because I have Mitchell. Would you and rather? I bought, Mi- I bought Mitchell because of price. All right. Would you yeah. rather own Matty Cash for Villa or Mikalenko? That's a real discussion. So that is, I think, that is a move that is that's an an easy one to make. Yeah, and I think that I think the the Aston Villa look. There's no doubt because when I saw Mikalenko on the score sheet again this match week, I, I thought, oh my gosh, like that guy is on absolute fire right now. Mikalenko's ownership 
hold on. I'm not going to look. I just clicked on it. It can't be more than 3.2. It's 2.5. Okay. Feel pretty good about that. It's 2.5. Which, in other words, you're right, Brian. It's a it's a great discussion, I think, for the Villa players, or you know, for Villa especially. No, no clean sheet for Villa since game week six against Chelsea. Like, all you need to know about Villa defenders is that they haven't kept a clean sheet since game week six against Chelsea. Again, you're, I, to me, I think it's insane to buy a defender because of an attacking a goal. Like, yeah, but it's not just a goal. So in the in the last three match weeks. Like, no, no. I, West Ham I, plays, or uh, Everton played West Ham in match week 10. Michelengo gets an eight. I wouldn't have thought that. They were at West Ham. Then they play home to Brighton. He gets an 11. Then it, And then they're, they're away at Palace. He gets a nine. Yeah, it's I because wouldn't have picked those three scores against those opponents in those scenarios, period. It's just and that, he's somehow still getting it done. It's that Michelengo is... It's because he scored two goals, and that's what I mean. Like, it, I don't give a flying flip. It's still somehow happening. It's two goals from a defender, and I think that by itself is already so like, like this there, is, this there's is a cap. Lundstrom two going a, on right there's here. There's a cap on. He was playing in the midfield. I just I feel like there's a, a natural cap on defender right. on defender goals, like fully like. Like fully fit, like they're not going to score. Typically, they don't score more than four, right? So if you, get, you got two, as soon, right? As soon as you hit, as soon as you get anywhere near five, you're like, "What the heck is going it's on?" Fair. With that, totally guy? fair. Fully fit Ben Chilwell that plays most of the games in a 38 game season. Ben Chilwell's best that, could that, probably get like eight assists and like five five goals right. somehow. That's what that I mean. Would be like, like that peak is Chilwell. like peak, but Chilwell can't. Obviously, is not he can't, he stay, can't healthy. stay healthy. Fully fit all season long, thirty eight games. Reese James is going to score ten goals, but he, I mean he's never done it. He will never because he can't right, stay healthy. He will never do that. Right. All right. What's so, what's Trent's what's Trent's best goal scoring season? I think it was seven. Like, mm, I don't seven? even know if he's gotten that much. If only there were a way to search that five. sort of thing. If, if only, only there was a way to see it in front of me. I guess what I'm saying is, like, Michelinko scoring two goals in the last five five game weeks or whatever, like, that's great. He's done it on seven shots, which is second. You know, only Trent has taken more shots than Michelinko in the last five game weeks. Trent's uh, most goals ever in a season, the 19-20 season, he had four, four goals in Whoa. the league. He had four. So that's his best goal scoring season. Trent is four. He I would have guessed. Eight, I would have bet the over on that one. Last three seasons, he had two each season. So. It's a, it's that Mikolenko, for as good as it, as good as he is, he doesn't create anything. So he's created one chance in the last five game weeks. He has one assist in the last five game weeks. Like he has a near a near zero expected assists number in that time. So. 36 points is coming from Everton, again, like competent beyond what you expected, I think, defensively. And then he's an, he's an attacking, you know, he's an attacking guy. And, I, and even with that, I say he's attacking, and he's been in the box. He's had six touches in the opposition box in the last five game weeks. That's not a lot. I mean, I, I, I know six might sound like a giant number to some people. It's not. Like, Luca Dean is the in the last five weeks is your number one 
defender for touches in the opposition box was 17. So like the I, I'm like what I'm saying is like even somebody who's your top scoring defender recently, he's not doing. He's doing it on like a minimum, but it's positional. Like I think like you saw his goals, like uh, the goal he scored here. I think it was. I'm I'm almost sure it was in the box. It reminded me a little bit of like when Ducore scored his. It was his only shot of the game, but look where he was standing when he got there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if if you're going to have guys that are positionally, you know, if they're putting themselves into the places to be able to do that kind of thing, like that's great. Like you that's what you want. I, I guess with Mikolenko it's a little bit different just because he's 4.4. He's an easy way to get into a a defense like you'd rather have him, I guess, than Tarkowski or or who's the other center? Who's the center back that plays? Who's the other center back for Everton? Can't think of it offhand. Who's who's normally standing back there with him? Brant Brantwaite. Braithwaite. I don't. Th- Branthwaite. 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 It's a tougher name. <laughs> uh, Everton is the is second highest xG from set plays this season. Okay. So, the, so which game is it going to be where Tarkowski gets a header on a set piece? I know. You know what I mean? This can switch. I know. This can I switch get it. so fast. I get it. it can switch so fast. And I, I'm saying that as uh, Tarkowski is the same price. So, like, I, I just, I'm saying, like, yeah, is it is it weird to see 7-0-6-1-1 from Tarkowski in the yeah. last five game weeks? Like, yeah, he benefited from the clean sheets, too. But, like, Mikolenko's the one who is getting the attacking returns, and those are so fluky. I don't mind the pick just because of the price, like 4.4, great. It's just a hard it's a hard thing to say like oh well I'd rather have him over Matty Cash cuz that when Matty Cash was scoring a goal too you loved him too. Brian. Yes. Eze. Yeah, let's talk about it. Quickly. It's your boy. He scored a penalty. I'm not I'm not ready to bring him in. He bought a penalty. Right. And he tried to buy another one and he got a yellow card for it. I'm I'm not ready to bring him in. I'm just saying a lot you 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 brought him in. I You're did like, buy him because my, it's fun. It's fun to own him, and I get my last, that. My last, my last. So we talked about two weeks ago. Comes in, you know, once he's fit again, plays 32 minutes against Burnley, gets an assist to Tyrick Mitchell in 30 minutes of of playing against Everton. He draws a penalty and takes the penalty, so he gets you at least a, a goal. Uh, it could have been a bigger day. Obviously, he's tra- you know he's he's the, he's going to sell it. So yeah, does he go over easy? Sure, but is it not? Is it easy every time? No, because he's gliding through defenders, and he's getting kicked a lot. It's so not easy, it's Eze. It's it's easy. It's really? Eze like Eze like Sunday morning. There's so oh. many. There's so many. Oh there's so many easy Eze pun names. You know it. You know that it, okay. you had you had one for a second. Mbiso Eze. The. The reason why I brought Pretty him much. in was because it was Everton this week at home. It's away to Luton, away to West Ham, and home against Bournemouth. So it was a okay. four-match run. All right. My last decision going into the game week was what to do with that. I had uh, It was Madison's spot. So who to bring in for Madison. Gotcha. And you chose? And it was between. It was honestly, I didn't have the money to go to Saka or I would have done it. And uh, I'm just looking at like. And it, 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 it so you, then you brought in Eze, and I brought in Eze because I just I wanted look. The, I, I wanted don't knock. I don't knock the decision. I'm looking at my midfield currently, and I have Saka, Douglas, Louise, Salah, Palmer, and Bowen, and I and and 
I don't know if I change any of those guys out for Eze. Maybe Douglas Louise because since I've owned him, he's kind of gone cold. But I feel like it's, well, only, it's been two weeks. No, it's yeah, it's, it's back been to back blanks. But Douglas, I, I'm expecting more coming up. They're at Spurs, and and it'll be perfect for him to go more on. than anything than just like Eze's going to do this. And I his the numbers for Eze are you know like like great that he got a great that he got a penalty. That's you're not you're not. You want the penalty taker. It's not the you, you know you're not counting on that every right. single week. It's the it's Elise is playing. Is, is he? He did. He played this week. So he he's it was a substitute appearance, but he was back on the pitch. Oh, buddy. So it's Eze okay. and Elise. This is that's all all you needed the to boys see was are that back they, in town. They both played and came through the match unscathed. Eze played. As okay. a play, did he play ninety minutes? I'm pretty sure he played ninety minutes. Okay. So, so it was ninety minutes, a ninety minute performance for Eze. It was a twenty three minute substitute appearance for Elise. Good for Elise. He's good for Elise. And now and and then international break for Elise. Yeah. So so this is the next three matches against three really favorable fixtures for a Crystal Palace team that has been desperate to get their two best players back. On the pitch, and they're going to have them. Last so. thing, all right. Uh, speed round here. Hey, Edward, by the way, Edward scores a goal. Was your high? He took six shots. This I'd rather week, have is, Dom. Six shots this week for Edward, which is the which is the most of anyone of any player. Period. This week, and Edward seems to score whenever he has these. Whenever he has the shifty players around him, like he benefit. He okay, seems to benefit the most. From Eze, Elise, okay. with IU then being able to do a little bit more because the attention goes to the, it goes to the two fast guys. So it ge- it gives room for Edward, and I, he's not an insane choice at 5'5". Five, 5'5 five. Five, five is a fantastic price for Edward because he's not going to play 90 minutes. Mateta is going to, it happened this match, Mateta is going get to get some time. So, yeah, 60 to 80 for okay. Edward in a in favorable matchups, yeah, it's not a crazy third third striker option. Probably rather still have Dom, but still agreed. But just throwing that out there. Yeah. But I agree with you. All right, quick fire right here: West Ham three, Forest two, and Villa three, Fulham one. I I'm not even gonna, we're not even going to discuss United Luton match because that's just ridiculous. And United steals one at wild. the end, one zero, which is fine. The Brighton Sheffield match was a snoozer, one hey, one. Wait, you do you want to say a lot about the points deduction for Everton? You feel you're like right. That's, that's not... silly. How do we not bring that up? It's I, t- I meant to. Totally forgot. <laughs> you, su- well, you I did, alluded you to it. I alluded it. to it. And we just never got to it. All right, Everton yeah. ten point deduction this past week. So they went from. Uh, like 13th place to 19th place in the table. They had 14 points. Now they have four in the league. If I look at the table there, and Everton Football Club, what's so amazing about this, I might not have this story exactly straight. This is how I currently understand it. Everton realized they they have a FFP issue. They alert the Premier League, hey, we have an issue. We're working on it. Work with us. They say, okay. So they they try to fix the issue, and w- the Premier League goes, okay, well, you broke rules, and this is now your punishment. And, it, and it, it, you know, 
All the while, and this is on one charge, guys. One charge, not 115 Manchester City or 73 Chelsea. So, one charge, Everton says, hey, we might have some issues. Something they brought up to the league, we might have some issues. And then the league ends up taking 10 points away from them, dropping a hammer on one charge. And it just reeks of, hey, don't be honest. Don't be honest because if you do, you're going to get hammered. Just do like Chelsea and do like City do and don't talk about it. Act like nothing's wrong. Keep going on. Keep moving on. And then it'll all just go away eventually. And if Everton's losing 10 points for one charge, City should end up losing three titles and get relegated to the championship for three years. That's the equivalent if if City is found guilty of their charges and or Everton just had one charge. It's absolute insanity. That's all I got to say about it. And I think... Is there a better manager for a hard-done-by Everton team? No, than Sean Dyche. Than Sean Dyche. No, probably How not. does this not, like... Yeah, they're staying ten po- That's what I mean. They'll How does up. this not, like... I mean, this is, to me, it feels like this is this is the most together. They're already playing yeah. a together. And this is close. We're getting closer to 10, be- you know, 11 best friend football. How does this not make that happen even more now? Like, all of a sudden, to me, Everton is a not desirable matchup. It should not be green. It is no, minimum gray. It's a good call. This is, a, this is like... They've figured it out already enough as it is. And now, on top of that, you've punished them. Yeah. You know, like the harshest punishment that, we, yeah. that we've ever seen. That How many people have ever seen a punishment like this right. in the Premier League? When's the last time it happened? I, 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 don't, I don't know. That's exactly it. So that's what I'm saying. That's To me, that's the fantasy-relevant point of it is yeah. like the number one thing that could have lit a fire even more under like a – a uh, rapidly approaching Boyle Everton is like take away 10 we're going to take away ten points Agreed. from you. All right, no good call. Thank you for circling back to that. All That's right. it. West Ham three, not Forest two, and Villa three, Fulham one. Those are the two matchups I wanted to quickly discuss here. I went to Bowen. I'm a little di- disappointed. I had still had Odegaard creeping around in my lineup. Finally got rid of him to Bowen. I, uh, for my free transfer this week. And now Bowen has a triangle. Brian, you told me off off air, I believe, not to be afeared that, that Antonio is going to be out for a little bit of time and yeah, Bowen, Bowen's going to claim that spot maybe. Like that triangle's not like a full real triangle. It's yeah, kind of like a you know, you know, we've told you on air. Oh, no. What have you told me? You know, we've said on air a million times. Should be the subtitle of this podcast. James Ward-Prowse over Bowen? No. Don't make early transfers, especially uh, over an international break. I know. I know. It's fair. If it's the fair. money was like, if there was a it, possibility of losing a tenth or something like that, and I understand it. Move. However, I can't say I was staring the money down at the, when I made the decision. Okay. I'm just so saying. I, I hate that I have to, but to be honest, I don't think I was. So he was withdrawn from England. Uh, I think that was a was uh, probably a joint players Gareth Southgate informed decision. It sounds like, but Gareth Southgate, the, all the reports that are out there is Gareth Southgate saying, like 
it's it doesn't seem to be serious. This is not something that's a yeah. uh, of major concern. To me, this was I it feels like it's an entirely precautionary thing, although you can find it in any of the stories about it, the the dreaded uh, set for a scan. So mm, that's the don't question. Like that. Don't like the set for a scan. So, yeah, you might find out, you know, you might find out tomorrow or you know, definitely by Thursday or Friday, you know, is he back in training? Is it, you know, is this like a, you know, it, it really is, a, a, you know, nothing. The bigger issue is Mikhail Antonio, who, I, you know, that that's the reason why if if, if Bowen isn't injured – why then Bowen becomes a, I mean, it's what kind kind of what you want. You don't want Antonio to be injured, but right. also this is right, right, right. kind of best case for Bowen as far as FPL concerned. Antonio's hamstring injury, uh, according to the Claret and Hugh, uh, fantastic West Ham news and rumors uh, website, uh, the it looks like this is a hamstring injury that could could be. Uh, could rule Antonio out of action for up to three months. Oh, okay. So Interesting. Right. even if so. Bowen somehow yeah. is uh, limited or even out this week, uh, it, it's not anything, certainly not anything long-term as far as we know sitting here right this second. I was disappointed with only getting, I have three Villa players with Cash, Douglas, Louise, and Watkins. Only really got one return from them. Disappointed against Fulham. I do expect better things coming up, and I'm not going to sell or change any of them. I'm going to keep them, although if I was to sell one, I would be selling cash and keeping Douglas, Louise, and Watkins. So with their upcoming fixtures, you're at Wait, Spurs. You don't They're talk getting about, a wounded Spurs. What? You want to talk about James Ward-Prowse? I, you know, he's you know JWP's my boy. We have we got history. I'm just like, but I'm not even going to him. He finally gives you some form of a return. It's just been a while. And – that's the that's the problem. Look, I was on him early. He was crushing early, and then he went on a dry spell. Yeah. He's long been out of my team. I think I know where you're going with this. This is something he does. If this is the first of his no. hot streak, he has a history of this. You're channeling old you're channeling the seat that used to be over here whenever you say he's, that. He's feeling it. He's feeling it right now. I should call him right now. But look, seriously, look in the beginning of the season. James Ward-Prowse, 9-6-7-7, seven, seven, his first, uh, his first uh, yeah. four matches, then a 2-4. But then he had a cold streak. I'm just saying he does do these streaks. If he's coming off an 11, it won't surprise me if coming up next matchup at Burnley, home palace, at Wounded Spurs, that all of a sudden James Ward-Prowse doesn't show up in the next three match weeks. I'm just telling you. You heard it here first. James Ward-Prowse, game weeks two through five, Dave, as you mentioned, who when he was crushing, he was the number one scoring midfielder from the moment he came to West Ham in game week two until game week five. Uh, three assists from five total chances created in those first four it's pretty good matches, odds. which is fantastic pretty for him. Odds. Also, uh, a little too overperformy. Uh he scored two performing He scored two goals from his four shots on target. You loved those in those stats. in those weeks. He had two big chances to score, and he had six touches in the box. In his cold streak until uh, this week, he scored twenty five points, which is only four less, obviously, than he scored in his hot streak 
weeks. So that's the reason why you haven't touched him. I I would just like to say he had two assists this week, which is his first, you know, he's his first returns in forever. But he's created 23 chances since game week six. So he's your number one creative midfielder since game week six. Number one in chances created and has returned nothing until, until his now. two assists this, this week. So this is exactly what, this is what regression and uh, positive and negative regression is. This is what it is for. Mm. This is where we can all enjoy, all right. enjoy the numbers on it. It's not because he hasn't been providing. It's that, like, it's a massive overachievement in the first four weeks, and then it just managed to cool off for seven, for eight weeks or whatever it's it weird. is after that. All right. Yeah, totally anything, weird. Going into this next match week, that anything else about the games? Because I want to talk about team captains quickly. I'm I'm torn with, with, with who to go to and what to do, and we need to do this quickly as, as the pod is, is getting long here. Anything else, Travis, that, that you feel like we missed, need to discuss? No, I mean, the only other thing that's really really going to be an, uh, something for consideration is Erling Holland's health status, whether or not he can play. If you've got people playing Watkins and Holland and what's his I face? have Alvarez. Well, wa- Watkins and Holland and uh, Archer. Okay. You don't want Archer hitting the field because Holland doesn't. So I would say that's that's a a concern. Okay. Uh, all, all indications are that he's going to play, but that's a probably the hottest thing that I'm thinking about right now. That and kind of want to sell cash. If look, I if, get it. If you're in a pinch and you do want to start Cameron Archer for the next two weeks against Bournemouth and Burnley, it's not it's, a bad it's, look. It's not no. something that is. It's not stupid. I agree. At, at least it's something you can you can consider. Yeah, I think the biggest question is what do you do with what do you do with Villa? Everyone's got like uh, to me you're not moving away from, like Watkins is still a, yeah. a top I agree. a top transfer like I, you know I would love to find a way. I'm just I don't see where it's going to happen not without multiple it would take multiple well, sell Holland, that's an easy one. I could sell Alvarez to go to Watkins. That's a that's another possibility. I just don't I just don't I'm not going to do it on multiple transfers. I'm just. I, I am so it. wicked torn on on what to do. I, I I feel like my best option is Saka at Brentford or Bowen at Burnley. I feel like both of those are better matchups. I think. Am I being a crazy person? Am I being too scared of Salah and Holland? Yeah, I, it just yeah, doesn't feel yeah, like that game's going to be high scoring. I think it's either. I think you are. I'm being too chicken. Yes. Okay. Why wouldn't one of the two of them be your default? Yeah, I mean, Captain. currently it's on Salah. And if anything, it's just because that? Holland's got a triangle. Honestly, I think... I I'm think Fabrizio Romano down... I think he took the scare away from that. Are you sure? Just say, I don't yeah. trust Fabrizio. Give me Dinnery. Okay. Uh, at Ben Dinnery on Twitter. I need to know what that guy is telling me. Because that guy knows. You don't trust the... You don't trust the... All-time insider of all insiders. The understanding Erling Ho- is that Erling Holland's injury is not serious and he'll be fit for Liverpool. All right. He was Fine. not risked to play Scotland after his problem, but he'll have a regular. He'll regularly be back for Manchester City. All right. Fine. That's Fabrizio. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. That's great. 
I'm not saying he knows everything. I'm just saying that's he a, knows enough. That's a that's a confident enough assessment that I don't think you need to be afraid of it. Fair enough. It's at Eddie Had. I think Holland is a good pick. I I don't right. I don't think Liverpool's defense is strong enough. Holland has had a difficult time against Liverpool in the past. I mean, I think uh, Saliba showed how to defend him, right? So like, grab his foot. Vir- Virgil can. Watch Saliba's tapes and figure... I'm sure he does. <laughs> figure that out. Right? With right. French subtitles. Brian, you're captaining Holland. Travis captaining Holland. I am. I whoa, whoa, am currently hey, no, on Salah, but saying, I, I might... You don't know what I'm doing yet? I need you to tell you're me. You're captaining Holland. You don't have much time. <laughs> why are we? In the, why are you always in such a hurry? Because uh, yeah, I, it's called a podcast. If I had to choose between Salah and Holland, yes, I'm captaining I'm okay. captaining Holland. I know that there's been some this there's the discussion about do you take a chance on like if you find out Bowen's fully fit West Ham at Burnley, do you take a chance on someone like a Jared Bowen? Who who is Arsenal have this week? They're at Brentford. I don't think you're doing anything with that. I just like a home captain. That's just me. I mean, call me a crazy guy, but Look, I got Palmer and, uh, you know, what happens with the Chelsea-Newcastle match? Who knows? I mean, it's at Newcastle, but but you never know with Chelsea. Chelsea's kind of, they're playing a crazy game with Spurs, and they play a crazy game with City. I got to expect that there's going to be a crazy game against Newcastle. So, anyways, all that being said, listen, gentlemen, uh, Brian, you have one last thing. Because we're we're gonna be shutting this thing down. No, there are so many things I did kind of want to talk about. Just back to back clean sheets for Manchester United. Just that there's the the numbers are really good for them. It was here. Luton, however, not really. I don't know how important that is, other than Harry Maguire costs four point three. But I, like, there's not. I don't think yeah. there, there's so many other things well, we to talked talk about, about, that about last week too. There's so many other things to talk about, but we yeah. Just I think the the look a Dingra scored again. For who? for for Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm kidding. I know. I know who he is. Look, I had to be. I had to be told by a. a what it, what would Drew? What would League Drew be? Is he a Gen Z? Is he a? Is he a on the young? Tell. Is he on the young end of millennial or is he on the old end of Gen Z? I'm not sure. Either way, like the latter. I had to be told that after a Dingra scored that I wanted to change my team name to a Dingra ate my baby. Do you remember a dingo ate my baby from the first? And that's exactly it. I, I had to be told by a younger no. person. Wow. Uh, that, you, that, that was too old. Yeah, it, was, it was in a Seinfeld episode. Yes, Dave, you but were exactly right. He heard right. me say it. <laughs> he he didn't said know. it. Oh, I still I, don't remember it. I said it because he, he was making a it. weird face. It's just it was a famous moment. And this is exactly it. So now we've you're talking. Now you're in the weeds of being old. Yes. So I just had to be You're told by I had to, to be told by that. a younger person. I'm sorry, that reference is too old because I was excited oh to say, gosh. "Does anyone have the name Adingra ate my baby?" And the answer oh was no. Gosh. The answer is no because only <laughs> only uh, people of a certain age would even understand what that's coming from. I'll I'll make it your podcast title and see what, see what happens. <sighs> Man, I uh, still like it. Unbelievable. Uh, file away. Uh, FPL team names that would have crushed in 1992. Perfect. Amen. Perfect. All right. Guys, thank you for uh, having me hey, back. No Matoma. Not you had no Matoma for sure. For sure. Coming that, out of the international break. So that yep. is a, I, I did like see that, that is a big one. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. I don't own him. And Evan Ferguson also do. picked up a, uh, he a picked hamstring up a injury. Well. Yes. So anyone so who's got him needs to double check things. Yeah. 
Good call. Absolutely good call. Gentlemen, pleasure to be back. Uh, I'm glad. I hate that I missed last week, but it is absolutely fantastic to be back. And I am ready for not only we uh, in the, the U.S. of A, as um, one of my favorite video clips of all time, that, that girl at the beauty pageant, poor girl, it's called the, the U.S. of A. Um, sorry, just have a laugh and go look that up. But we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, so it's going to be friends, family. We have there's NFL football on early in the week. It, it's 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 the Americans' little twist on the the holiday festive fixtures, right? That's, fair. That is, is that my, fair. That is my last thing. Oh, Ohio State, Michigan's on this weekend. Um, mini league. Aaron is going to be in town. He's a huge Michigan guy. Yeah, we're going to be watching it. So it it's. Hey, you got to get my brother-in-law and I together with him. That's what we got to do because my brother-in-law is a huge Michigan okay. guy too, we, right. and we're in a group. We're in a group All text right. about Michigan. There's, there's multiple people. I need to find the venue. I need a good venue, but. Th- this is all right. Fine. We'll this, do, is my, this is growing. This is, this is the, already, here. Look, this, <laughs> this is, is the is last thing. It's just that <laughs> seeing podcast. just seeing that so many like FPL exclusive accounts kind of saying here like international breaks are so like they be. It feels like soccer has never happened before. By the time you're yeah. halfway through an international break, where you're like, "What is this game? It's happening again." This sounds amazing. <laughs> it's just that. That it doesn't does ha- feel that like doesn't happen he- for us no. during football season. No. Football season it, like it's fantasy football all week long. It is football on the weekend. So there's never there's, there's no never lull. a break. What are you talking about? But Ooh, it's such weekends. a short season. Yeah, for sure. It's like 3 yeah. 3 3 and a half months. I, I'm just saying, yeah. like, this to me is another, like, I, I don't know what it would take. I know, of course, the NFL is trying to export this to every country on earth as much as they possibly <laughs> can, so which is which is only going to make the game worse for us and worse for the players. However, like, this is a reason for anyone not in the United States. Like, hey, why don't you check out American football? <laughs> <laughs> Give it a shot. It's not a, it's a fun time. You as, might like it. As always. It's all about the money. Travis, want to give you some love. The the setup and the studio here continues to get better and better with lights, mics, sound equipment. You continue to crush. Well done. Should have said that in the beginning, not the end. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.